How is everybody this morning? Good. Wow. I don't. Y'all need to pray for me. I got really blasted during the worship and just connecting with the Lord. It's so good. So good to be here. And um, I want to get a couple of guys to stand up. I want Leon and Michael to stand up. These guys, y'all stand up. They're from Barrio Elf Chapel Hill. We want to greet them. They're just mighty guys. We love them. They are. They'll stir some stuff up in a meeting. I love it. So please greet them and welcome them. They've been very important in what's happening with Matthew and Sarah at River Life Chapel Hill. So we, we love these guys. We already feel really bonded to them. They already feel like my spiritual sons, and I barely know them. Isn't that the way the Spirit works? It's so good. But we are so happy you're here. Just really blessed. If you didn't see uh, Michael up there stirring up some stuff this morning, I don't think you could miss him. I love it. Really, so, so many guys are so reserved in their worship. They're just, but not him. <laughs> Love it. So it's great, really great. So I just want to pray a minute. Lord, we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to come. Lord, um, I send out the invitation to you. <laughs> come. You're welcome, Lord. You're welcome in this place. Lord, we esteem you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We love your presence. We love what you do. We thank you that you are God's spirit on the earth and we can't live without you. And Lord, I just pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing to you this morning in Jesus name. So before I get started on my messages, there's a couple things that I just, just a little thing. I like to give little tidbits of things. Um, just little prophetic things that the Lord has been showing me. And um, this is actually something um, the Lord gave me a, probably several years back that I felt like it's come back to my memory. It was a dream that I had. And it's kind of interesting because Byron texted me from Argentina and said, do you remember that dream? <laughs> he was remembering it too at the same time and feeling like there's something right now. But I had a dream many years ago that I was walking in, and actually it was a dream within a dream. And that's when you get something like that and you're dreaming and you're dreaming that you're dreaming, you can might need to put your antennas up because usually that's something the Lord is really trying to stress to you. You know, some dreams are from him. Some are just working out dreams. You know what I mean? But uh, when you get something like that, just put your antenna up because God spoke all through the Bible with dreams. It is not unusual for him to speak to you. It's actually one of the highest forms of revelation is in your dreams because you cannot manipulate dreams. You can everything else in the way he speaks to you, but dreams are just... And you look how many episodes occurred by God speaking in dreams to people. So it's really important to, to be aware and value when the Lord speaks to you through a dream. And this is one that's been really a very potent dream for me in my life. I walked into an old antebellum house. And as I walked in, it looked like the furniture was covered and, you know, like nobody had been there for a while. And as I walked through the house, there was a person, a young man, he was kind of crouched in a, in a corner and he had a mask on. And I just walked in and I looked at him and I said, I'm here to tell you from the Lord, it's time to take your mask off. And, um, and when he took it off, he was the most beautiful young man. It was like he'd been covering up his true self. And so Byron and I have talked about that recently. We really feel like it's time for the body of Christ to just really come forth in who they are, the beauty of who God's made us. 
It's, you know, time to take the mask off. It's time to be real. We don't have to be fake. Religion makes us fake. Religion really makes us fake. So it's really time for that. And I'm not going to preach a message on it, but one of the biggest things um, I feel like that causes us to leave a mask on is shame. Shame is what happened in the garden. Man fell into shame. And it's something we have to contend for. Jesus has paid it all. There's nothing to be ashamed about anymore. He's paid it all. So take the mask off. Let's be who we are, right? And we'll have a lot more fun in life that way. So, And there's probably messages coming from Byron on that. He's, he's really had that working on. The other thing that I think right now that the Lord's really uh, working kind of in the spirit realm is um, I had a dream a few years back. It was interesting. Actually, it's one and only time I've ever fallen into a trance, which is also very biblical. Paul fell into trances. I think there's a good number of people in the New Testament that did. I fell into a trance about 4 o'clock in the morning, and that was wild. I mean, when I came back, I was like, where did I go? It was that wild. I mean, never experienced it, but I was like flying, and I fell through a floor of books. The, earth, the, the earth's surface was books. And I fell through the surface of the earth. A lot of you probably remember me sharing this. Probably both of these. But when I fell through the surface of the earth, I fell into a river. And at the time, at river life, is when the Lord was really pouring out his spirit in a major way with the river flowing. And I was so excited about being in this river. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to soak and just absorb this river. And I realized pretty fast that that river was dead. There was no life in it. And, um, and, and so there was a little other detail that I'm not, I to this day, don't have a real good, I don't even have an interpretation yet about what that was. But what I want to say to you today is God wants to release heavenly wisdom to us. And the earth foundation is earthly wisdom and it is not where we need to be getting our information from in this hour it is a time to get it from him from God from the Holy Spirit from the heaven we're seated with Christ and I had a quick dream um, a week before last that I was in again I felt like I was underground but I was in a room it was the coolest room it was a library cedar lined and I could actually smell the cedar in my dream, and there were all these thick books behind glass doors on shelves, and I felt like the Lord said, this wisdom is reserved from the ages for now. Isn't that something? So just take that this morning. Won't you take that? Let's say, Lord, we really want the wisdom that is from on high. Lord, you, you have everything we need to know. And we just say we want to receive the wisdom that is heavenly, that is not earthly, Lord. And we just say, help us to grab hold. Lord, that room was the most mysterious room. It was so comfortable, Lord, in that place. I just say, let us, let us take it. Those books that are on that shelf, Lord, we want everything you have for us in Jesus' name. So isn't that cool? So cool, the little things the Lord does for us. So this is my message, though. Um, I just One thing that's happened to me really uh, big in the last couple of years is I feel like the Lord has been restoring the wonder of who he is to me. 
And I don't know how I've ever missed that in my life. I've known the Lord for many years. But our time of going through a lot of stress and difficulty, pain, heartache, grief, has really has taken me to another place in God that I'm very, very, very grateful for. It was, it's been a breaking process. And, um, you know, but at, the, but at the same time, the thing that's come forth in my relationship with the Lord is, is priceless. And I'm sure for many of you that have been through all the times of grief and all the things that we've suffered, that God has been doing the same with you. But one thing he has restored to me is the wonder of who he is, that he's God. Is he's God. And when we lose that wonder, I was thinking of that line in that song, may we never lose the wonder of who he is. May we never lose the majesty of who God is. That song we did, if you take a moment to remember who God is. And um, I thought about the, you know, and then the thing that I've realized lately is there's something so great about when we really dial into who he is, is it really places us under his authority. And we're safe in his authority. We're not really safe outside of it. That centurion knew something about authority when he told Jesus he didn't have to even go to where his daughter was that was sick. He said, all you got to do is say the word because he understood authority. And I think if we can get to the place in the body of Christ when we know who our God is, we know who our God is. It's not a theology that we actually have revelation and heavenly wisdom of who God is and the authority that is in his name. And when we come, we take ourselves and we place it under his authority. We will find ourselves living with a whole lot more power and operating in the power and authority ourselves. And I thought about the scripture in Job. You know, that whole book is all about men's thoughts of what they think about God. You just go through all that rhetoric all the way through that book. There's some things that were sounded good, probably were good, but it's not until you get to the very end of the book where it's Job 42.1. He says, I know that you can do all things. This is where he finally comes after all he went through, the breaking process of getting him to the place of getting and knowing the wonder and majesty of who God is. And it says, I know that you can do all things and that no thought or purpose of yours can be restrained or thwarted. Now that's what I'm talking about. When we're questioning God, and your, our, our very flesh nature will question God, question all about him, but it took that whole book to get to that point. And I believe in our life, these journeys we go through, these breaking processors are really actually, get, they're benefiting us and we don't even know it because they're getting us to the place where we submit ourselves to God, say, you're God, I'm not. And um, this is verse 5 in there. I have heard of you only by the hearing of the ear. It was theory to him who God was. But now my eyes see you. His spiritual eyes opened at that point of who God is. And this is another scripture that I love we can put up. Um, 
is Psalm 90, 11, and 12. I'm just going to go through some scriptures with you for a minute. Um, just um, after, And here it is. I love this. Moses, who saw God face to face, encountered him face to face. I love this. He is, this is written when he's really contemplating. Where, I think they're out in the wilderness at that point, and he's having a conversation with God, you know, about their state the children of Israel, and this is what he says. Who knows the power of your anger? Who worthily connects this brevity of life with your recognition of sin and your wrath? Who connects it with the reverent and worshipful fear that is due you? Verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And I really feel like what he's saying there is, is we've not... We have to learn to connect our lack of belief in who God is and our actions that are caused by that that get us to places that are not good. We're not able to connect our present decisions to our future circumstances and know that, you know, there are things that we're going to sow that we're going to reap. Okay, and so it's really good if we could get ourselves submitted to the Lord, right, in our lives so that we're not reaping some of this stuff and we understand who he is, his authority, and that we submit ourselves to God. And, it, and I, you know, that's just something in the breaking process for me because I found myself like Jonah in the belly of the well because I was questioning him. I had lots of questions about why, and I ended up in the belly of the well, depressed, really trying to work through depression. And, you know, a lot of times when we're in revolt against God and his ways, you can find yourself there. So um, we really want to get in tune with who he is. We want to know who he is, right? We want to know our God. A people that know their God shall do what? Mighty exploits. When we know who he is, when we're just settled that he's God and that he is awesome, he's powerful, how great is our God? When we get that settled in us, woo! So I wanted to go back. um, um, The book, The Knowledge of the Holy, he actually goes through some of the characteristics of the God. I just want to run through there really quick. And just remind you of who God is. Just remind you of the God that we serve, the God in heaven, our creator. And this is, um, I just love some of these things, that he is incomprehensible. Our minds cannot wrap around him because he is beyond comprehension. That's really important to know. Because the more we try to comprehend him and what he's, like in our own strength, try to figure him out. See, that's what was happening to me. The more we go that we just need to be settled, it's beyond finding out. It's beyond us. The other thing I love, he's three in one. That's another thing very incomprehensible that our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. He's a one. The Lord our God is one God, but yet he's three. Power, pretty powerful concept. Okay, and um, this is one of my favorite is that he's self-existent. He didn't come from anywhere. Nobody created him. He 
He's self-existent. He stands alone. No, he, he's, who knows? He's just God. And I love this one, that he's self-sufficient. This is actually another one of my favorite because this helps me when I know he doesn't need anything. He doesn't really need anything from us. If we can just be settled that God's got it all together. He has it totally, 100%. And I think really one of the wrong views that we have of God, that he's really needy of us. Somehow we think we've got to work for him, we've got to slave for him. He's really needy, you know, and we have this needy God. And that is such a lie. He really has no need. He's self-existent. He's self-sufficient. He doesn't, he can do anything he wants to do. He's just decided some things that he wouldn't. His kingdom's going to be tied to us. But he did that for, our, for us. He did that for, he takes pleasure in his people. He wants us to enjoy and have a mission in life. He didn't want to just put us here in no purpose. We're, we were in a mission with him. We get to, that, that's fulfilling to us. He doesn't really need us to fulfill his mission because he's self-sufficient. The other thing is he's eternal. No beginning, no end. He's infinite. He's immutable. He doesn't change. He never, there's no shadow of turning with him. He doesn't change. We don't wake up one day and God's in a different mood. We honestly, we believe that. We wake up some days and think, oh, I don't know if he really is going to act that way or he's going to be that. Because we just, we don't, in our brains, we just can't. Con- it's really why we have to connect in by the Spirit because the brain can't do it. The brain, is, he's so incomprehensible, we just can't connect in. And um, I love this. He's unsearchable wisdom. Unsearchable. His wisdom, isn't that just awesome? That's what I'm talking about, heavenly wisdom. We at any time can just go get some of that. Anytime you need something, you need, go get it. He's It's unsearchable. There's no limit to the wisdom our God has. This is another great one. He's omniscient. You know what that means? He knows everything, and he has no need of learning anything. I love that because science is in there. He's omni-science. Do you know what that says to me? That he, he knows all the textbooks. He wrote all that. All the math, all the science, all the literature, all the English. He did it. He did all of that. He's... Um, doesn't need to learn anything. He's an omnipotent. He has all the power. God has all. I want y'all to say that. All the power. He has it all. He's not limited with power. He's got it all. Do y'all really believe that? I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't really believe half of this. Let's get real. That's really why I'm trying to talk about it. Because I believe when we really start believing this, our lives will be radically different. He's transcended upon all creation. He's omnipresent. How can, we, how can you just even fathom that, that he's everywhere all the time? 
He's, and that's really helped me. Because, you know, sometimes when you feel alone, you don't know where he is. Well, you can stand on this doctrine that he's everywhere all the time. That's what the Bible says. He's omnipresent. He, and by the way, these are the things he says about himself. Somebody didn't write a book on him. He, he said this about himself. And um, there's so many other things I could cover about who he is, but those are just such powerful thoughts and such things to meditate on about him. And um, when Scripture, Acts 3, 14 and 15, I love this. It says, You denied and disowned the pure and holy, the just and blameless one, and demanded the pardon of a murderer, but you killed the very source and author of all life. And that's really the thing I have really come to understand is God is my source. He is the author of all life. Everything that is outside, I cannot find life in anything outside of him. And it is the plight of man that we search and search and search for life because we're hungry for what's life. We need life. God breathed life into our lungs at creation, and we need to find the source of all life. That's so much what the river is all about as we get in the river of his spirit, and we experience life. He is the source of life. I cannot find life in you. I cannot find life in my children. I cannot find it in my, in my grandchildren as much as I adore them. There's not life there. It will not fill me up. I will end up empty. They grow up and they ignore you. When they're little, they love you to pieces. Kids do the same thing. <laughs> I know, it's, it's hard. It's tough. It's life. Oh, Jesus said it. I'm the life. Truth the way. He is. Woof. I don't know about you. I want to live in the life. I want to live with life. I just do. And I just, I love this scripture, Psalm 36.5 in the Message Bible. Stumbled across this. Do you have it in the message up there? Okay. This is so powerful. God's love is meteor, meteoric. His loyalty, astronomic. Is that all you got? Okay, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> Here it is. God's love is meteoric. His loyalty, astronomic. His purpose, titanic. His verdicts, oceanic. Yet in his largeness, nothing gets lost. Not a man, not a mouse slips through the cracks. Isn't that great? That's so well said. So, so well said. And here is one thing that I'm trying to get across, and I'm trying to, it's this. That spiritual power for us comes when we think of God really the way he is. And not what we think he is. That's where our real, that's when you want to start tapping into power. That's really the only way we can. And really the root and source of idolatry is when we bring God down to our level. When we bring him down to our level, we have entered into idolatry. and We've made him something with our own hands, with our own minds. 
And so that's really why we really need to meditate upon who he says he is. We need to get that in our spirits and not the way we think and bring him down to our standard. It's like the thing of him needing something. Does he really need something from me? No. He's self-sufficient. That's what he says about himself. But when we're thinking of him that way, we're pulling him down into the idolatry realm. You know what we're really doing? We're making him like us. That's really why idolatry is, is we make him like us. Um, <clears throat> Psalm fifty twenty one. These things you have done, and I kept silent. You thought I was altogether like you, but I will rebuke you and set them in order before your eyes. See, that's really David was capturing that in that verse. You know, that when we begin to make God like us, and I'm just saying, guys, I think we all do it. And I really want us to repent. Just really repent before the Lord and return us to majesty and wonder of who he is. I've really been contemplating about that because when I make him what I want him to be, I've lost mystery. And a God that we can figure out, okay, that we, you know, make him on this level, this plane, he's really not very fun. We don't really realize that. It's not very fun. Mystery, we're made for mystery. Our souls are made to behold the beauty of the Lord, to be in his presence and contemplate, meditate upon him. We're made for that, to search him out, to seek him out, to sit in his presence, in the mystery, in the glory, and just meditate upon who this God is. All of the Psalms, what do you think David was doing? He was contemplating upon this great and majestic God that he sat before. He got, he got heavenly wisdom right out of that place, and he penned it. Because he was gazing upon this God. He was, he was going after the mystery and the wonder of who he is. Mm. Isaiah forty twenty five. To whom will you liken me that I would be his equal, says the Holy One. You see that? He's, that's what the Lord is saying in the scripture. You're actually... Making me your equal by the way you're thinking. And I love this. The Lord actually gave me this verse this week, uh, 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Do you not know? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired and his understanding is inscrutable. Wow. Have you not heard? Don't you know? Go after it. And this is another, and this is really, I want to say this too. I feel like the Lord wants to encourage us this morning. I think he wants to bring encouragement to us. And here's why. I think there's so much discouragement out there right now for, for good reasons, okay? But I don't believe God wants his body and discouragement. The spirit of Christ, the spirit of Jesus, is prophecy. It's what the book of Revelation says. What is prophecy? Encouragement. 
And I feel like as we really know our God, we're going to do great exploits, okay, in his kingdom. We should be living from encouragement, not discouragement, because we live above it all. We, we know our God that he's all-powerful. He's got it worked out. As believers, we don't try to get to victory. We're working from victory. That's really the way the whole, our whole spiritual life is designed. We're not trying to get to something. We're, we're just, we're responding to something that's already done. It's finished. And I love this Psalm 2. One through six, this is powerful. I just want you to listen to this. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords among them. Talk God. That there is God. Then it says, he who sits in the heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then shall, verse 5, then shall he speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill, Zion. That's what I'm talking about. God's got this thing. He's got it. We need to be encouraged. When I was writing these notes down and coming to some of these conclusions, I realized that I'd had a weight of discouragement sitting on me since some of these decisions have gone down, you know, and all that has happened. And when the Lord revealed to me, he says, you know, Jesus is the, you know, he's, he's prophecy. He's encouragement. Spirit of Christ is Isn't that great? I think he wants to encourage our spirit man this morning. He wants to go in there and encourage you that how great is our God. How great is our God. How great is he? He's not worried. He's not wringing his hands because he doesn't have a need of anything. He's self-existent. He's got it together. And all we need to do is just join in the plan. And we've already won the battle. We're already on the victory side. Oh, so good. So, so good. Yeah, it's good. I, has anybody seen uh, Carrie Underwood sing How Great Thou Art? Oh, I love it because she says, there's one where she sang it in front of all of these stars and great musicians and vocalists, you know. She got up. It was powerful. And I just see God is, he's got people everywhere bringing his word, bringing his glory. We, we can't hide in caves. I mean, God's got people everywhere. We can't get down in this hole and think, oh, this thing's over. It's done. No. How great is our God? How great thou art. How great. You hold the stars in your hands. I mean, if he's holding the stars in his hands, think of that. If he created the stars, think of that. What do, we, what do we have to worry about? He's already installed his king on Zion. It's already done. He sits in the heavens and he laughs 
at the kings of the earth that are planning and plotting against him. And let me just say this. That is happening. The kings of the earth are plotting and planting against the Lord's anointed. But he sits in the heavens and he laughs. He's already installed his king on Zion. Jesus, is, he's sitting there. He's done it. He's the victor. He bled. He died. He's taken it all. The victory is ours. We stand complete in victory. Let's cast aside those restraints that the demonic realm is trying to cast on the church of discouragement. We break through. We break through this morning. We say, be encouraged, soul. Be encouraged, spirit man. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Stand up. Be encouraged. Hmm. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Wow. I love this scripture, too. <laughs> this is a good one. Habakkuk 2.20. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let the earth keep silent before him. Can't you just feel that when you hear it? Can't you just... Feel that weight of glory. He's in his temple. Whew. And we just stand in awe before him. We stand in awe before him. Just, let, just take that a minute. God, you're in your temple. And we just want to return, Lord, to the, to the honor of who you are, God. The majesty of who you are. Lord, forgive us for bringing you down to our standards, God. We just want to meet with you. We want to encounter you in your glory. We want to submit ourselves to you, God, and your authority. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So one, another thing this, I felt like the Lord was saying to us, he wants us to come away with him. And, you know, as we meditate on who he is, it's a lot easier when you're in that holy temple and you're silent before him, you know, and you're just in his presence. You're taking in who he is. And I really did say, I feel like the Lord is saying this right now, come away with me. It's never too late. It's going to be wild, but it's going to be great. It's going to be full of him. And this is what I felt like the Lord said to me. It's Song of Solomon. This is really cool. Song of Solomon 2, 14. He's saying, come away, the verses before. So, he, so she says, so I went with him in the sheltered and secret place. And he said to me, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. Your voice is sweet, and your face is lovely. This is what I feel like the Lord's saying. I need some FaceTime with you. He wants to FaceTime with us. And really what I'm saying this is we behold the beauty of the Lord, come into the wonder and the majesty of who he is. We do need to respond to him. And our response is making a place for him in our life. If he is God, 
if he, listen, guys, if he's God, if he is God and he's full of majesty and full of wonder and he's all-powerful, all-knowing, is not the response to submit ourselves and to spend time and pursue to seek after him? Is that not a response that we should have as a people than to be distracted by everything else in the world that will not give life, that will not take us anywhere? Should our response not be, I will seek you because you are God. I stand like Habakkuk said, I stand on the rampart here. I stand at attention before you. I'm standing. You've got my attention, God. And I will say this to you. Often, when we are not in the place we need to be in awe and wonder and response and in submission in our lives, God often will allow us to go through the hard spots because it takes the breaking in us for us to look up and see him. And I love what Watchman Nee says in his book, The Release of the Spirit. He breaks open the outward man, which is our soul, our hearts, so that the spirit man can come forth. And how do we connect with God? He's a spirit. And it's only the spirit will profit anything. The flesh profits nothing. God really is after us. He's after us, and he's because of love. He, he's, he's not mean at all. He's, he's, God is love. He has such a passion and love for us. He refuses to let us be satisfied with anything else but him because he knows only he can satisfy us. He's not conceited. He just understands. He just understands. He understands that we need him. We need to be in a a right. We were created from the beginning to be in a a right relationship with him. So um, I just really feel that FaceTime, guys. And recently I've had a couple of dreams. This is really interesting about a specific person in our congregation. Um, I've had it twice in a row. I've given it to him, but I really feel like it's for our congregation. I felt like for this young man that the Lord had called him to meditation and contemplation. And as he did, that the Lord would begin healing his soul. And, um, and I've had it a couple of times, and I had a second dream where he was sitting on a bridge contemplating, you know, the Lord, meditating upon the Lord, and I felt like that bridge was really going to make a connection. It was going to really uh, give some life to people, you know, out of his experience. But I feel like that's a word of the Lord for all of us. The Lord's called us to meditate upon him. Look, you know, to meditate, to inquire upon him. To take that time to remember who God is. And you know what? When we enter, start entering in deeper and deeper into that place, you get hungrier and hungry because you know why? The mystery. It's the mystery. We were made for it. There's a, there's a mystery. We're, why do you think all these mystery shows are 
rampant on TV because we're made for mystery. But you know, he's the ultimate mystery. And any, and I want to just say this too. This is really important. We can fill ourselves up with a lot of other stuff that we think is satisfying that mystery hunger we have. And we do it. We all do. And I just want to say, Lord, mercy, grace, help us, help us to hunger for you. Help us to hunger and feel this in all the right places. Just help us to do that, Lord. I'm just asking you um, that you would do that. And I'm going to give you, there's two scriptures I want to give you, okay? I just love both of these. I found them. One thing in, uh, in the book of Acts 1631 just think this is great. As great as our God is, okay, as great as he is, is it not amazing that he came and died for us? It's great. You are looking, we're looking at the creator. I mean, you ever heard scientists try to explain the solar system and the, it, it's, it's so vast, they can't even, they can't wrap their minds around it. They really, they can't even get, they can't even comprehend it. So we're thinking of this God that did all that, hung every star and called them by name. And yet, he died for us. He died for us. And uh, I was, I love the scripture that says, Acts 16, 31, this was in the Amplified. It says, believe, because they were asking uh, I think it was Paul or inside some one some of those guys. They were presenting Christ and to them, and they were saying, "What can we do to be saved?" They were hungry. They were hearing it and saying, "What can we do to be saved?" And they, they said this simple: "This believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved." And this is what I loved: is expanded out and amplified. Give yourself up to Him. Take yourself out of your own keeping and trust yourself to his keeping. Isn't that beautiful? And you will be sozoed. You will be saved, healed, and delivered. It's a beautiful, mysterious plan that I will never understand, neither the understanding of this great God that died for us is beyond what we can imagine, that he loved us so much that he left all of that glory and came to this earth as a man and died. And it's our response, our submission to this great God is to believe, to believe what he's done for us on the cross has paid it all. It's done it. We stand in victory. It's not about me anymore. It's all about him. And we take ourselves out of our own keeping. My mother used to pray that all the time. I think that's why I love this. She would say, Lord... Keep us in your keeping. And I love that when I read this. Keep us in your keeping. That he, that's really what he wants. That's really all he's asking is for us to remove ourselves from our own thoughts about him, from really being in control of our own lives, and believe, put ourselves in his keeping. I love that. And then I just wanted to give you this little one great thing to... Uh, this is another great scripture that helps us do all of this, okay? 
It's Titus 2, 11 and 12. It's in the Amplified. I love this. For the grace of God has come forward. Isn't that awesome? Has appeared. For the deliverance from sin and eternal salvation for all mankind. It's trained us to reject and renounce all ungodliness and worldly passions and desires to live discreet, self-controlled, temperate lives in this present world. Really what that's saying, when Jesus died on the cross, he gave us the grace for all of us. He gave us the grace to encounter him, to see him, to be saved, to live in victory. It's, all we're doing is living from that place. And I've got one more verse I want to give you. I love this. And I call this Holy Ghost Living. And this is the message, and I'm going to finish here. The message, Bible 8, 1 through 4. With the arrival of Jesus, I love this, the Messiah. Now think of this. With the arrival of our great God. Think of it that way. With the arrival, with our great and awesome, all-powerful God who came to earth, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter in Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the jugular when he set, sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered in, listen to this, disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once for all. The law code weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never do it. Couldn't do it. It didn't work. Keeping the law didn't work. Only the blood of Jesus works. Here you go. The law always ended up being used as a Band-Aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. And now what the law code asked for but couldn't deliver is accomplished. There's our victory. Instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the Spirit is doing in us. Isn't that great? It's the way it works. It's the way it works. How great is our God? Just stand up for a minute. I want to just pray. I really want to go for the impartation this morning. Mainly the greatness of who He is, the majesty, the wonder, and then our response to him how should we then live if he's really that great i love there's a famous book written called how should we then live by francis schaefer he really went through some awesome stuff in that book but then he's if if this is all true guys if this is all true about him about god by grace he's given us grace to respond to him to really place ourselves under his authority. So, Lord, we just come to you now. Lord, we come humbly, we come simply before you. Lord, we're thankful 
Lord, as I've gotten to know you more, God, I am so glad you're God and I'm not. I'm so thankful that you're God and that I can just hide myself in you. And Lord, the greatness of who you are brings me encouragement, Lord. I pray that encouragement this morning would be released. Lord, for hearts that are burdened, Lord, just by the chaos in life, that right now the greatness of who you are will prevail over hearts and minds. Lord, an encouragement will come forth. And Lord, we thank you that you've given us the grace already to connect with you in that way. You've already won the battle. Lord, all that striving and stressing to get to you, you came for the very reason, Lord, of breaking off our own efforts because we really couldn't connect with you, Lord, in that way without your grace. So just come Holy Spirit now. Just, oh yeah, overshadow. Take us by the corners of our soul and shake us, Lord. Yeah, right now, just let that shaking happen. If there's anybody in this house that's never really surrendered themselves to God, to Jesus Christ, I really want you right now. I think we're all, we're going to pray. I do feel like there's some people, and there's people that are away from the Lord. There's people that are sold-out Christians that really need to return to majesty. So, Lord, I just, let's just say this like, Father, in Jesus' name, We believe you're God. We believe you sent your son, Jesus. Came in the flesh. Died on the cross. Took all my sin. Took all my self-effort. Nailed to the cross. You went into the grave. And then you were resurrected. Right back to the Father. Where you've poured out your Holy Spirit that now lives his life in and through me. You are a great God. Return me to majesty. Return me to wonder of who you are. I submit myself to you, God, to your authority. I take myself out of my keeping, and I put myself in your keeping. And may I never lose the wonder. May I never lose the wonder of who you are. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my wandering away from you. Forgive me for trying to find life in anything else but you. And Lord, I receive the grace now that has come forward. I receive that grace. Receive the Holy Spirit. Just start right now. Let's take the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come, Lord. Just do what you do. Lord, this is not about what we can do. It's about all that you do in and through us. So we receive right now a fresh empowerment from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and do with power now. And do with power, Lord. Oh, yeah, Lord. You went for the juggler in Christ. Lord, you went for the juggler. You broke it all off of us, Lord God. Lord, you, you took off the band-aids of self-effort. Lord, we were not able to do this anyway. Grace has come forward now. And we receive it by the Holy Spirit. 
thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, and do with power now. And do with power of fresh baptism of fire and the Holy Spirit now. And do with power and do now. Oh, yes. I want you to put your hand on your belly if you want to. You don't have to. We never have to here. And we just release right now the spirit man in each and every person in this house. A fresh empowerment and endowment of the Holy Ghost right now. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Release. 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 And I want to call up the ministry team right now. I think there's people that need to respond to God this morning. Gotten really away from him. Or you've never even said, I surrender you as God. I just uh, want the ministry team to pray this morning. Yeah, yeah. I believe I have a prophetic word for someone or some people in here. But the Lord's saying that you've been sitting on that bridge. And you've been contemplating even jumping off the bridge. And you've not seen any way out but maybe just to jump. And the Lord's saying to you, I want you to go from where you are. The reason you're on the bridge is because it's a bridge to somewhere else where I want you to be. Not to go halfway across the bridge and jump, but to go all the way to the other side. And you've been saying to the Lord, but Lord, I've tried. I don't know how to get to the other side. And the Lord said, this word, recognizing me for who I am, is the way to the other side of the bridge. I feel like the Lord wants to release to the laying on the hands the restoration of wonder of who he is. That we never lose that wonder. So if you want to respond to the Lord for that and just say, come on up. And um, we just say again, Lord, we just receive. Let's just say, Lord, we receive the implanted word this morning. We just take it. We take it, Lord, right from your spirit, God. Just do something deep in our hearts and our minds, Lord. Just do it deep. Go deep. Thank you, Lord. Mm, you guys can start coming up, and uh, we love you all. Um, just be blessed this morning. Enjoy the mystery. Go out in the mystery. Enjoy your God. He's awesome. He's powerful. Just enjoy that. Just sitting in that presence. The Lord is in his temple. The Lord is in his temple. He's already won it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So you can be dismissed or otherwise come up and start responding to the prayer team. Thank you, Lord.